I am AKA Black Zeus on all social media. Please follow me, hit me up. DM me with love or hate, my nigga, whatever it is. Yeah, my nigga. I did just for last the other day. Black Zeus flies, Black Zeus flies. Tickets for my comedy special, aka BlackZeus.com. Black Zeus self portrait. Black Zeus self portrait. I love y'all. Thank you. This has been Black Zeus the podcast, season three, episode thirty-eight. What's going on, beautiful people? It is me, Black Zeus, here for another episode of Black Zeus, the podcast. Season three, episode 38. How y'all living? How are all the beautiful people doing? Me, I am exhausted as fuck. You know when I got my dreads in the hoodie tucked away? Uh, I'm in the cozy vibes. I'm in the cozy. That's the mentality I'm in right now. I'm tired as fuck, bro. I had a really hectic weekend. I didn't sleep enough. I'm not upset. This is not complaints. I'm just letting y'all know what it is, bro. So when you get this energy all episode, you know why. All right? My nigga, I need a joint and a nap. But I have a lot more work to do before I can go to sleep. Hardest, most rewarding work of my life. All right, let's get right into this episode. Cause we got a lot to cover. I'm in my cozy vibes. Look, I got the I got the studio slippers on today, baby. No shoes. Just give me the slips. Just slip them on my feet. Oh, I should have had more water. Um, what an amazing weekend of shows. I'm gonna get right into the recap. Uh, I didn't know how I was gonna start this one. Was I gonna talk about these weirdo <laughs> internet haters? Um. Your boy's doing good in life because I'm starting to get some internet creepazoids in my DMs and in my YouTube comment section. It's really fun. But uh, I just had a weekend of being a successful comedian. So that's nice. Uh, Making different cities and different types of people laugh with different jokes. That's also nice. Because that didn't always used to be the thing. I did uh, St. Thomas, which you guys heard me promote on the uh, last episode. St. Thomas, just outside of London, Ontario. Hicksville, baby. Whitesville. White Town. Uh, I did a little brewery out there. Forked River Brewery, I think is what, it's, what, what it was called. Nice packed brewery. All these, uh, all these little outside um, towns, like little townships and little cities and stuff. Away from like Toronto. A bunch of brewery shows. It's like those people love to drink, you know. The dispensaries are just starting to make it out there, but no one's really doing dispensary shows, anyways. But yeah, fun, fun, fun show. I got to, I got to pretty much run my whole hour. Uh, I did not do all of the special though. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm getting bored of it. And the jokes that I know work, I don't really need to practice anymore. So I took those opportunities to just have random one-off fun with that crowd. Turned out really well. 
Shoutouts to the Giggle Boys. That's the guys that put me on that show. You can follow them on Instagram and all that social media good stuff. Fun time. I'll definitely be back. I like St. Thomas a lot. Uh, it's funny to me. A lot. I, I even said it to the audience on stage. It's like a lot of the uh, big city comics don't go out that way. And I, I always get complaints. It's like, oh, it's too far. Or like, yo, the crowds and da 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 It's like, yo, there's nothing out there. What's out there? Why would you even go perform there? I'm like, well, there's people there, my nigga. And that's like, I'm a comedian. I don't give a fuck where. Is there a microphone? And now, pay. Pay is also a thing. You're going to have me travel a long distance to perform? I'd like to get paid a decent amount. Thankfully, I've earned that right, you know? At least in my region. I still have to get uh, out and touch other soil, which is, which is a very uh, immediate goal for me. Once I get past my own comedy special and all this stuff this year, hopefully if the world doesn't end. Uh, my boy's been sending me links. <laughs> you know those fucking random internet links saying the world is supposed to be ending somewhere around this time. Uh, like a big market crash is incoming or something. I don't know. Some major paradigm shifting moment in human history. And, uh, you know, shout out to black people for sending other black people links like this. And we have done this as as far back as links existed. The second you were able to send motherfuckers links, niggas were sending conspiracies back and forth to each other. And white people, too. I was there for the beginning of the Internet. I saw what you white people were doing on 4chan and stuff. <laughs> Perfect. There, there goes all the water I had stored up for this episode of the podcast. Put up a new DVD on the shelf for the, um, for the studio. A movie that I doubt many of you have seen, let alone heard of. Have you heard of the movie Nothing to Lose? Do you know who those actors are on, on that DVD box? Can you tell that I'm around the age of 30 because I have DVDs still? <laughs> who the fuck? Who the fuck, bro? Who still has this shit? That movie, Nothing to Lose. Uh, huge influence. Huge influence to me. It is the first R-rated comedy that I didn't have to sneak and watch. Me and my mom watched it together. I was way too young to watch it. I didn't uh, understand like 80% of the jokes because they were all over my head because I was way too young. And then it's a movie that grew with me as I grew up and I started to learn more and, you know, started to get sexually active and stuff and understanding the sex jokes and all, all like the adult humor and stuff. It, it has aged like wine for me the movie is called nothing to lose the actors are martin lawrence and tim robbins who from the 90s 2000s is a famous white man um I, I, shawshank redemption is probably his most famous movie he's the white guy that escaped prison from shawshank redemption uh other than that this is this is my shawshank Sure, I recognize that that movie, you know, a lot of people love it. They say it's critically acclaimed. It's won a bunch of awards and all that stuff. I don't think I ever sat through the entire movie without falling asleep. So, you know, I know it's cinema history, but this right here, my nigga. Basic premise of nothing to lose. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. It's, it's on one of these streaming platforms. 
And if not, it's on this thing called the internet. If you grew up with it, you know how to use it. Go find it. Um, I'm not going to link it to you, though, because I would like to keep my channel up and running. Nothing to lose. Basic premise. Tim Robbins works at this PR firm, like this ad agency, okay? It's like Mad Men, essentially, but not as cool. And he has his anniversary coming up with his wife or whatever. This is like the first five, ten minutes of the movie, in case you do want to go watch it. So he goes home early to surprise his wife and uh, walks in on his wife sleeping with another guy. And he, like, starts losing it and stuff and thinks that he's going to go confront them. And then once he sees what happens, he just, like, loses all color in his face. Which is pretty hard for a white person to do because there's no color there. But he goes translucent and gets all sad, white boy, and gets in his car and just drives off. And this takes place in L.A. He ends up driving through, um, I forget where Martin is from. Is this South Central? I don't know. He's from some part in L.A. And so he drives through this neighborhood. Martin is like a thug in this movie at the beginning. And then, you know, he stops at a stop sign. Martin tries to rob him. And then hilarity ensues. Can you hear what the fuck I'm saying? Uh, love, love, love. Nothing to lose. I still watch it like at least once a year. But I try and catch it on each half of a year. So that's two times a year. Why did I need to say it's so weird? I watch it on each half of a year. Who the fuck talks like that, bro? I watch it twice a year. Once at the beginning and once at the end. Maybe if it's a good year, I'll watch it in the middle. That's right. I'm that type of nigga. If I really love something, I will watch it over and over. Now, I used to do this like back to back to back to back. And as you get older, you know, time becomes more precious. But I still make, I don't know. There's These are like those uh, wholesome, nostalgic through lines in my life nothing to lose is definitely one of them this n64 is another one every once in a while i gotta bust out the n64 this simpsons shit another thing i've been randomly going back through the simpsons again in the mornings i'm running out of shit to watch i watched andor though i wasn't going to talk about this but let's let's get into a little bit of uh black nerd for a second Sorry to all the people that are not into this shit. Skip ahead like five minutes, all right? Because I really got some weird bone to pick with this. With this, First of all, like Andor. Like it a lot. I think Star Wars needs something a little more adult, especially right now. Especially after that Obi-Wan show, which could have been amazing. But instead, it was just kind of middle of the road. This, very adult. Like, the most adult Star Wars thing I've ever seen. That's right. It's a nigga talking about Star Wars. Deal with it, bro. Whatever, bro. I like titties. I like pussy. What do you want? All right? Isn't that... <laughs> Niggas can like Star Wars, bro. <laughs> it was very adult, all right? They, they start the show in a brothel. I don't think I've ever seen, um, like, actual prostitutes... Or, or uh, a whorehouse in Star Wars. Like, I've definitely seen, like, Slave Girl Leia. That's about as sexy as Star Wars has gotten. And, you know, slave, like, slave people? Nah, not really sexy. I, although, I'm not going to lie, when I was a kid and I watched the movie, her in that outfit, all right, you know? All right, it did it. But, um, starts off with a brothel. 
And I'm not really going to spoil much other than that. Except for this. I enjoyed the show. I really did. I'm looking forward to episode four. These niggas released three episodes to start the season. Bro, just start with a movie. Like, why why break it up into three separate... Whatever, bro. TV's getting weird now because nobody in the streaming space has to conform to a 30-minute or 60-minute time slot or even a 15-minute time slot where there's commercials and all that shit. Now it's just like, hey, man, we felt like making a 38-minute episode. This week it's 42. But really, like, five to ten minutes of that is just credits. So, you know, there's a lot of time stuffing. The thing that I found weird, and, um, you know, I thought about this a little bit. I, I, I fucks with Star Wars, you know, so I, it's just space Nazis, okay? It's space politics, space Nazis, uh, religion, like a motherfucker. It's, they just aped all religion and samurai fighting. And a lot of those things by themselves, I love. I love samurais. Uh, I don't really love Nazis, but I, I, I watched a lot of World War II documentaries, so that counts for something. The older I get, the more I get into politics. And, and funnily enough, the more into the political shit in Star Wars I'm with. Like, I actually fucks with... The, they really are reflecting what's happening in real life at all times. Even back then, the original Star Wars and all that shit was just a reflection of, of politics, but just, you know, space Nazis. Anyways, technically the Empire does not exist yet, alright? The Empire the Empire is like the Darth Vader shit, alright? They don't technically exist, but this this show is meant to depict how the rebellion and the Empire both got their rise. And they got niggas in in the space Nazi camp. What? What, Disney? What? You put black people, bro, this is, this is where I really think this inclusive shit has now come full circle and it's just a fucking snake eating its own tail. Cause it went from, Hey, there's no inclusion to, Hey, we're just going to stuff it full of inclusion to, Hey, now we're getting a little more targeted. Let's be honest. It's like, uh, we need like safe, like white, safe, white audience, safe black people. Um, Gay black, gay black people are getting their come up right now on TV and shit. But it's pretty much just anybody that white people can look at and feel okay about. Me, I'm going to have a lot harder time because I say nigga way too much. All right. <laughs> but um, they put, they put black people in the fucking security force, which looks like is going to be what turns into the empire. Right now, the Empire is kind of working in the shadows. You know, Emperor Palpatine is like working to build up the Empire, but it doesn't exist yet. And it currently, I think it's just a bunch of uh, separatist colonies and shit. This is getting way too into Star Wars, bro. I'm sorry to all the black people that are like, bro, this nigga's a nerd like this. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I talk about UFC, bro. I talk about titties and shit. I talk about relationships. Give me five minutes to talk about space Nazis. <laughs> you can tell I just did Nubian show. Anyways, it's just weird. Come on, Disney. How are you going to put black people in the space Nazi camp? Like, I get it. 
you want to hire black people for your TV show. All right. Another thing, this little mermaid nonsense. Come on, white people. Come on. We're still doing this. I know I'm like a, a couple weeks too late and I really don't give a fuck because it's the little mermaid. But white people being mad that the little mermaid is black. What, bro? You turned Jesus white. All right. Shut up. Shut the hell up. <laughs> now it's like, okay, we need to hire black people, more black people for television. You think you would put them on the, on the right side of fake history. Cause star Wars isn't real history. It's fake history. So why'd you have to put the black people, the few black people that you did hire? Why'd you put them on the fucking space Nazi campsite? Whatever. I thought that was really hilarious and really weird at the same time. But, you know, definitely no black people in charge of Star Wars. That's for damn sure. Anyways, um, this past weekend, get right back into talking about my shows. Uh, I did the St. Thomas show. I did Barry on Thursday. I didn't make it out to Greektown on Friday, unfortunately. Some crazy amount of accidents happened on the highway on my drive over, and it just became a drive that was not doable. Not even in the amount of time to where I could show up and the, and be late for the show and still be able to do a set. Had I stayed on the road, I would have just completely missed a show. So at that point, you know, there's nothing you can really do other than apologize. And, and it sucks because I've been leaving early to my shows lately, but clearly traffic is picking up. Uh, with school and every, I don't know, there's a lot of concerts this past weekend. Just for Last Festival was obviously in town. That's right, my nigga. Your boy was on the Just for Last edition of the Nubian show. Shout out to Kenny Robinson. You guys have heard me big this guy up the last like month and a half on this podcast. Once again, much love and respect to this guy. Much love and respect to Yuck Yucks uh, Toronto. And and to just relax the organization. Thank you for having uh, for having me on. But much love and respect to Kenny Robinson, who is the absolute one that opened that door for me. And now your boy has a just for last credit on his way to his first comedy special. Feeling pretty good, man. Feeling pretty good. Feeling like I know exactly what the fuck funny is and feeling like I don't have to prove it to anybody because I'm just doing it, man. I'm just I'm just doing it. I'm not even releasing comedy clips online. I don't give a fuck because that's my bread and butter. And I know every like I've been having so many conversations with comics now. It's like, yo, we got to release clips and record everything. And I'm like, bro, I'm treating this like my art. I don't need to fucking commodify every last bit of this of this shit. Oh, I'll take a moment here to talk about my my recent hate, baby. Whoo! I'll see you at the player haters ball, my nigga. Hate, 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 hate. Uh, I had some depressed Greek fuck in my uh, DMs, and I'm pretty sure it's the same guy who made a YouTube channel. Or not a channel, but made a YouTube account just so he could chirp me. Bro, I am doing good in life. Because I there's people in life that don't like me, and it's not enough for them to just not like me. They need to let me know that they don't like me. And more power to you, my nigga. Please waste all your energy and breath. Please. Like, it is my favorite thing. 
and I I know I know these people and I know this energy because I used to be a piece of shit troll. Like I when I was there for the beginning of the internet. I, I had a lot of pent up aggression and anger. I had a not necessarily depression, but I had a lot of fucking issues that I wasn't dealing with. And it just turned me into a dick in general. I just, you know, it's fun. To, it's, it is fun to be a dick, man. It's fun to cause mischief. My favorite thing is, though, is that people really think like for me personally, you're not getting to me like you can't you can't get to me with words, bro. Are you serious with words and opinions? I love the fact that I know the flip side of what's actually happening to these people mentally. And sure, it's not 100 percent of the time. Some of the times niggas is really just bored and they got nothing better to do. But honestly, honestly. If you're taking any time out of your life to focus on somebody else that's doing something in life, publicly especially, and then being vocal uh, with with hate or just negativity or whatever, that says infinitely more about you and the depressed bullshit life you live. And that is where I become fascinated because I, I'm not a troll anymore, but I'm realizing that I still have troll energy in me. And taking that out on trolls is like rewarding as fuck, you know, and I make sure I do it in a way to where they don't they, they can't they can't look at what's happening and feel like they're getting one over on me because like I'll just I'll just sit there and laugh. First of all, here's the thing, bro. And here's why it actually can't like sticks and stones, my nigga, like nothing, nothing. Like, I'm a comic, bro. Do you understand my entire life has been? verbally beating the shit out of people and getting verbally beaten up myself are you fucking dumb do you know what it is to grow up a nigga bro like it the reason i'm a comedian is because we had the lunch table at high in high school like that's the reason it was just roast sessions crazy to me but but here's the thing is that what these people believe is also true you know what I mean? And let me explain. And this and this is another reason why this stuff doesn't hurt me, bro. Like, it, it just... Because opinions are opinions. This shit is like music to me. And comedy, it's, it's an art. It's a, it's a form of art. So not everybody is going to like you. And by the way, not everybody should. You don't need 100% of the people liking you. That's fucking boring. That means you're most likely placating to people and not actually being an artist truly. Like, sure, there are people that to their core are more of a poppy mainstream type artist and more power to you. But even those people have to have some sort of deeper inner monologue or fucking belief system or just something that that might not play fully to a mainstream audience and might draw some people away from them. Now, my energy and my fucking, my whole demeanor and shit, I'm a goofy, lanky, black guy that says nigga a lot. So it's like black people and white people both are like, but when you see me live, you know I'm a nigga. Like, there's really not, there's no other, but like, when you see, I can get my interview voice on, you know what I mean? And then I, I know how to fucking, depending on what room I'm in, I could, I could play to, I could play to the stage, but, but man. This shit is just opinion based. So like for for the fucking weirdo, first of all, how right am I when I called this out? I'm like, oh, this guy's in my fucking comment section again, just saying that I suck. 
and that I'm I'm telling the same jokes. First of all, this nigga's never seen me live, bro. Like, do you understand how these people think? He's like, you've been telling the same jokes forever. I'm like, okay. Well, when's the last time you saw a comedy show of mine? And this guy replied with, I saw Chris Rock and Kevin Hart. I'm like, all right. Well, your opinion now immediately is even more invalid to my life. You haven't even seen me perform. And you don't even really know comedy. And the first message out the gate. Because after a few times, I recognize, I'm like, oh, I actually got a fan, bro. I got I got someone who who hates me, quote unquote. And this person is trying to tell me that they actually really admire me. It's my favorite thing, bro. The troll level I thought was going to be good. Because they were coming at it with like, I admire you. I just want you to be a good comedian like type deal. It's like, your energy is great, but you suck as a comic. And that is a really good base to start a troll with. But for me, I know that these people tend to be depressed and have own, their own issues and shit and aren't really doing anything in their own lives. And that's why they have time to focus on other people and be vocally hateful. That's the thing, you know what I mean? Because you could just hate me and just hate me, my nigga. But, like, you're the one that's taking time and putting it in the comments. Weirdo behavior. Because you essentially expose the fact that your life is trash. And now this is my chance to swoop in and, like, make sure you know that I just recognize that. And maybe you should seek therapy. You know what I mean? Because that's when I, I, I swung in his DMs. And he's like, uh, I'm like, you really, like, are spending a lot of time trolling me, eh? He's like, yo, bro, don't take it personally. I'm just a miserable person. That's who I am. And bingo, literally within the first message, confirmation. These people are fucking whack job losers, bro. I'm telling you, if you have enough time in your life, especially past your 20s, if you're a full-blown adult with bills and you are an internet troll, whoo, whoo, <laughs> your life sucks. You need therapy like you need therapy, but you likely won't get it because to you, your therapy is the trolling, you know, but it's a lot harder to actually look in the mirror and and be like, yo, what are the parts of my life that suck enough that I have to tell somebody else that's doing something in life publicly, especially so taking a bigger risk than just than just doing local open mics like I have a whole mediocre podcast mediocre youtube page and and these people are so delusional to think like i'm not the type of person that lies to myself they tried to get me on the fact that my youtube page has shitty thumbnails nigga i know that i don't care about youtube bro i don't care about social media i'm just doing it to build a backlog for the people that are coming on board with my comedy career, as I continue to progress, open up new rooms, open up new avenues, open up new doors. I just did Just For Last, the biggest comedy festival in the world. I just did the Toronto version. So these pre people telling me I'm not funny, A, is true, because to them, I'm not funny. More power to you, hallelujah, my nigga. But to the people that just paid all these ticket sales, to the people that are supporting me, to the people that are literally investing their time into my career, investing their money into helping me build a studio and shit nigga you know and that's where i'm like yo thank god yo thank alhamdulillah bro thank god thank god that you know i've had some hardship in life 
And I've actually done the hard work of sitting down, looking in the mirror and being like, you know what, bro? As fun as trolling is, I think I actually want more out of life for myself and for my family. So let me actually do the hard work. And 11 years later, here I am recording my first comedy special, Black Zoo Self-Portrait, baby. That's right. You got the name now. Uh, when I did Nubian show, Kenny was nice enough to do a, a little, um, a little, you know, giveaway and, and speech uh, announcing my comedy special. I gave away two tickets to the Toronto show. So I'll be doing Backroom Comedy Club at Christy Pitts in Toronto on Friday, November 18th. I'll be doing two shows, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. If I sell enough tickets, I will probably do a third show or maybe two more shows on the Thursday. So Friday, November 18th, 8 and 10 at Backroom Comedy Club. Tickets are on sale right now at akablackzeus.com. That's aka Black Zeus, B-L-A-C-K-Z-E-U-S.com. Um, tickets are 25 bucks in advance, $30 regular. And the Hamilton tickets. This episode I'm recording as usual on the Monday. It will be out on the Wednesday. I'm hoping that by the Wednesday I will have those tickets available. But by the very latest, the Friday after the podcast release, I will have all the tickets available. Everything will be fully launched and ready to go. My website is up and running now already. Make sure you spread the word, baby, because... And for those haters, man, that think I, I only tell the same jokes and only talk about being black and Greek, which, by the way, I do, my nigga. I'm black and I'm Greek. Um, they will be happy to know that I am burning these jokes. And, and I am so happy to never have to tell these jokes again. Because guess what, my nigga? As much as you think I don't have shit, I have about another two albums worth of shit ready to go. So I'm not sitting down on my ass anymore. I'm actually... I like fuck, bro. I'm I'm so happy. Maybe like earlier in my career, comments like that and shit would have really irked me. But coming out of the pandemic and coming into all of these opportunities, headlining for pretty much the entire year so far and writing as much as I have been and and seeing how I'm activating uh friends and family around me. I'm mobilizing my people. And we're actually creating opportunities for, for ourselves and each other. Bro, like nothing. I'm afraid of nothing but God, baby. I'm afraid of nothing but God. I'm so blessed, man. And you know what? Fuck it, bro. That's, this is a good episode. I announced a comedy special. Um, I will be in Orangeville this Thursday. So the episode releases on Wednesday. So the day after the episode drops, I'll get you an actual date. Thursday, September 29th. I will be hosting. I will be the MC in Orangeville. Uh, let me get the actual fucking information for you guys. Uh, I got to be better at this. Remember? Remember? I'm getting better. I'm getting I'm getting better. Okay? Uh, man, Diddy. Here we go. I'm doing Revival Comedy Night. Revival 1863 Comedy Night. It's at a swank. I've been told it's a very swanky uh, venue. It's it's actually like white suburbia. Fuck, I'm getting led into like a gated community essentially. So I don't know if this show is for everybody. There's a strict dress code for the audience only. My favorite thing is I'm gonna show up in fucking hand-me-down rags, and everyone around me is gonna be in tuxedos and suits and all this shit. I look forward to it, man. My guy Morito Antonio Lopez, the Latin God. Okay, the Latin God. 
Funny motherfucker, bro. This guy's back in town from Alberta, Vancouver area uh, for a bunch of Just For Last shows. He'll be headlining that show. And then also October 1st, I'll be doing uh, Bougie Be Bouge. She has an amazing show in a venue called The Basement in Toronto. I will be... I don't even know if I should be saying this because it's a secret headliner. But, you know, the podcast doesn't have a million followers right now. So if you're listening to this right now, I am the mystery headliner for the Basement Comedy Show. Uh, that will be October 1st in Toronto. I post all my shit on social media. I am AKA Black Zeus on all social media. Please follow me. Hit me up. DM me with love or hate, my nigga, whatever it is. If you got hate in you, though, and you're letting it out in a public space, maybe... Maybe do some of the internal work to fix your own life and your shit will be better, bro. That's pretty much it. Let's do a theme and get the fuck out of here. My nigga. Yeah. Uh, I did just for last the other day. I did just for last. Black Zeus for last. Black Zeus for last. Uh, yeah. What, what else do I say? Uh, you know. My comedy special's coming up, aka blackzeus.com. Tickets for my comedy special on aka blackzeus.com. Black Zeus self-portrait. I love y'all. Thank you. This has been Black Zeus the Podcast, Season 3, Episode 38. I will see you here next week, beautiful people. Peace, peace. I am aka Black Zeus on all social media. Please follow me, hit me up. DM me with love or hate, my nigga, whatever it is. Yeah, my nigga. I did just for last the other day. Black Zeus flies, Black Zeus flies. Tickets for my comedy special, aka BlackZeus.com. Black Zeus self portrait. Black Zeus self portrait. I love y'all. Thank you. This has been Black Zeus the Podcast, Season 3, Episode 38.